Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrobe, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Jenny Olson, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Jenny is the founder and executive director of Teens Connect. She's also a wife and mother. Jenny, thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure, Michelle. This is going to be so much fun. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. We don't get a chance to talk very much, so this should it, it should be really um, enlightening and interesting, and um, let's dive in. Okay. So, what was one of your first professional jobs ever? Oh, my goodness. One of my first professional jobs was, I'm going to go with, um, I... When I was 16, I built marquee boards out in El Dorado County, uh, out in the country. There was a manufacturing plant where we built those marquee boards that they used to have in Blockbuster video stores with the flashing lights, the chase lights that went around the movie posters. Um, And I just loved it because it was physical. Um, I worked with really fun people. Um, You know, it was just, it was kind of a fun, totally different, unique first job. (laughs) Absolutely. And what... Why did you want to do that? (laughs) I don't actually remember how I got that job. I think I was looking for something. My very, very first job was um, at Foster's Freeze, and I was looking for something different, something I could do uh, full-time between high school and figuring out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And it just seemed, it seemed like one of those professional jobs at the time, you know, where it's not at a fast food place. It's, I'm actually building something you can see. Yeah. And it was creative. It it was creative. Exactly. It was creative. It was physical, which I liked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which then eventually uh, down the road led, you know, your career led to becoming a graphic designer. Sure. Yeah. So maybe it was setting the scene for what was to come. Maybe so, because then eventually I was designing posters. (laughs) Who knows if one of my posters ended up in a marquee board. There you go. (laughs) Um, so let's, let's talk more about your career. You were a graphic designer Mm -hmm. for many years, 20 years. And how did you get started in that industry? And, and what did you enjoy most about that? I, so I got started, I was living in Idaho, going to junior college. I graduated with a fine arts degree and probably the last year of my, um, my time at the community college was trying to decide if I was going to go into fine arts and painting and drawing, which I loved, or photography, or graphic design. And I had a feeling I could make a career, a better career out of graphic design rather than fine arts. So um, I had a part-time job at the time working at a print shop in southern Idaho, had uh, enough work that I put together a portfolio and applied to design schools around America, and I got accepted to all of the ones I applied to. So I thought, well, this must be a sign. I didn't know how I was going to afford to go. Um, it was expensive, a private school. But I chose Art Center College of Design in Pasadena and um, just was blown away by the creative world, the design process, design and packaging. Graphic design and packaging was my degree. And after I graduated, I had a bunch of job offers and settled in Northern California in Berkeley for my first job, my first um, design job. 
That's amazing. Uh, A girl from Idaho Mm -hmm. ends up in California. So I only lived in Idaho for three years. I I was born and raised in California, but I was living up in Idaho. And I knew that I I loved Idaho, but I didn't want to stay there um, and raise a family. I wanted to be where there was a little more action and culture and that sort of thing. I was living in a small town in Idaho. So... um, Going to school in L.A., I was actually born in L.A. Oh, so it was of, perfect. It was perfect. I I, um, I love the design um, culture down there. Um, I was kind of getting immersed in that. So I knew I wanted to be close to a city when we moved to Northern California. And San Francisco, Northern California seemed a lot more my style than L.A. For sure. Yeah. And your first job, you said, was in Berkeley. It was in Berkeley at a place called The New Group. We designed signage. We designed one of my <laughs> first projects that I... It's still one of my favorite projects. I got to design the package for the Pac Bell Stadium's new park. Um, so I designed a package. Um, it was to sell charter seats and luxury suites for the Giants' new stadium. And so the, the box itself was the shape of a home plate, and it was three-dimensional. And in that was a box with a timeline of the Giants' history. We got to work with the, um, their you know, you know, archives of photos of the Giants from way back when they you know, started. Um, that was really fun. And the Hall of Fame, the photos in the Hall of Fame. And um, in that was a couple brochures, you know, highlighting, you know, you can buy a charter seat or you can buy a luxury suite. And there was actually two different brochures. They were written by different copywriters, designed totally different. The charter seat one was really to go out to the Joe Six Packs. And then the business suite brochure was to go out to the corporations that could afford the big suites and wanted those to entertain their clients. So that was a really fun project. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I worked there for about two years, got pregnant with my first child and decided that I wanted to work from home, start my own business so I could raise my child, you know, have my career, do it all. Mm -hmm. Like many of us women believe we can do, many of us do. It's not easy, (laughs) but we do it. And so I started my business in 97, just a couple years after I graduated. And was that up here in Napa? It was. It was here in Napa. I did a lot of freelancing for other designers at first. Um, I had connections with some of the local print shops that gave me referrals. I had my, my child, and then I had a second child two years later. And I like to say that I, I really built my business on the playground because my connections at the time with other parents who had businesses and were, had different various careers, I would do work for them. And they really understood that I needed to be flexible with my schedule because I had little kids at home. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work at the time as well. Um, and a lot of pro bono work, which kind of helped me build my build my portfolio and my connections, which later a lot of those turned into you know real jobs. Yeah, it seems like it's a perfect time to segue into Teens Connect. Yeah, twenty years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know it's really interesting because I loved being a designer, and I still consider myself a designer. I design all my collateral for Teens Connect. Um, you know, as well as a few other things locally, um, volunteer initiatives, I, I help with design. Um, but I, I love my clients. I love the work. I was good at it. I love the relationships. But um, as my kids started getting older, you know, I had always volunteered and I always included them in whatever way was appropriate for their age to get them involved in volunteer work locally. Um, and when they were young teenagers, I really wanted to get their hands dirty a little bit more and, and, um, have them work on volunteer projects that really made a difference in the community where they were affected by giving back and really learned how to give back. So that turned into when my youngest son was at river middle school, I helped him start a club called be the change, which was Mm -hmm. focused around volunteering. 
And that turned into more of a community club as the kids graduated from middle school and moved on to the different high schools. And we were just, you know, we worked out of the Boys and Girls Club for a while. We kind of expanded our reach. We started traveling globally on service trips. And I just really recognized how introducing our young teens to volunteer work opened their eyes, broke them out of their kind of self-absorbed worlds, gave them a different perspective, and really improved their mental health, gave them confidence and self-esteem and meaning. So... Then in 2016, we lost two teenagers to suicide in Napa, and it just stopped me in my tracks. And I, I really started talking to other people that were involved in, you know, that were involved in education, mental health, and a small group of my colleagues and I um, decided we needed to go to the teenagers and ask them what was going on. So we got my son and his friends together and just asked them the simple questions: What's going on in your life? What do you need from the adults, you know, in your life to help you feel better? And they completely opened up. And just flash forward, that led to me founding Teens Connect because I realized this was a lot bigger of an issue that needed my full-time uh, attention. T- attention, mm-hmm. exactly. So I, in 2017, I founded Teens Connect, and I gave up all my design clients. At the time, I, I kept my favorite client, which was Queen of the Valley. I did, you know, designed their annual reports every year and all their collateral, and I, another client was Jessup Sellers. I designed all their collateral for their winery and I love those two clients. So I held on to them until I got to the point where I just couldn't anymore because I was too busy focusing on, you know, teens, teens and mental health mm-hmm. and, and building a new organization. The organization is two years old. It's two years old. We'll be three in March. Mm-hmm. And what's, what is Teens what Connect? Is teens Connect? Yeah. So, and what do you hope for it in the future? Right. Um, there's an easy answer and there's a difficult answer to that. We do a lot of things in just two and a half years. We've really expanded. We have program. We, we basically, we support the mental health and wellness of teens in Napa County. And we do that in a variety of ways. We open up conversations with groups of teens at our middle and high schools in Napa and ask them what's going on, what they need. Our current conversations, we call them wellness cafes. This semester are going to focus on stress, how stress shows up in your body, how it's manifested, how you can lower your stress, really helping them give them tools to help lower their anxiety because that's what we've heard over and over the last couple of years is that our teens are under extreme stress and struggle with anxiety with peers with what's what's contributing to their stress. There's a lot of things we're hearing. It's peers, it's family, it's school, it's the pressures of school to be the best at everything they do. And that's, um, you know, exacerbated by social media and what they see online, what they, um, hear is going on in the world, the pressures of, you know, in their minds, the earth, um, you know, um, falling apart. The earth's in trouble politically. We're kind of in um, disarray in the country. Um, you know, there's mass shootings and disasters all over the world and they see all that constantly a lot. You know, when we were kids, we would hear about things, but we, we would not get that information constantly, instantly and constantly. Um, and that's, it's hard to hear that and to process all of what's going on. And, And in Napa, you know, we've had a lot of local disasters and we've, we've lost friends to suicide and to shootings and to, you know, tragic accidents. And we've had our own natural disasters. Um, so, you know, they, they have struggled with their own trauma, um, in Napa. And so it's hard to process that on top of the pressure of being a teen today mm-hmm. and fitting in and being the best and, and doing everything it takes to get into the best college, you know? And they are receptive to the advice that Absolutely. you offer? And it's not necessarily advice that we offer. I think that they are really receptive and grateful for being heard. 
Oh, good. Um, so what we find in these conversations is they feel like they're often not heard or taken seriously for what they, what they feel. I have to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we listen to them. We start there. And then the information we get from listening to them is what we use to design our programs. So what, what we found through our conversations is they need to feel purpose for something in their life. They need to feel like their life has meaning, that they're not just doing everything uh, for some bigger purpose that doesn't really take them and their personality into account. So we've designed, um, aside from the school programs that we, we run, we've designed community efforts. They can be involved in volunteering in the community. They can go on service trips to developing countries. They can be involved in um, yoga workshops, art workshops. Um, we have a, a, a workshop coming up called Ask a Therapist where they can just come and ask one of my friends questions about, you know, anything, anything. And she'll give them a professional perspective without any expectations. I mean, this isn't, you know, no judgment, no judgment. Um, and we also connect them to opportunities to be civically engaged. A lot of our teens are very passionate about environmental issues, political issues. Um, they want their voices to be heard. We're having a round table with our mayor and one of our council members, Liz Alessio and Jill Teckel. So they can just ask questions about how to use their voice for good and for change in appropriate ways. And, um, I think it's really important for us to bring in mentors that can help guide them in ways to make change and to also help them learn how to take care of themselves and take care of others. You know, I mean, what a wonderful opportunity Mm -hmm. that you're presenting to them access to, to government officials and to resources and, um, to ways of giving back and, And that's another thing we do is we connect them to resources. You know, some teens really are struggling with their mental health and need professional help. We partner with Mentis, a local mental health organization, and we offer through Mentis free therapy on 10 of our high school campuses and middle school campuses because a lot of teens can't, um, don't have access to therapy, whether it's there's a stigma in their family or community or they, they can't afford therapy because it's expensive for private therapy or they can't, you know, they don't have transportation to therapy. So it happens on campus where they are. We meet them where they are. Curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too, is this for only public school kids or how can a teenager get involved? So it's, we are expanding right now. We're at eight of our local middle and high schools in Napa and American Canyon and our middle and high school in St. Helena. I've got a teen council, which includes high schoolers from seven of our high schools, including Justin Siena and Napa Valley Independent Studies. So we're really trying to reach all teens in Napa, whether it's through school programs or community-based programs. Uh, anyone can be involved as long as they're in middle or high school or in college or college age. They don't have to necessarily be going to college. We really serve teens from ages 12 to 22, you know, and that they're not all teens, but youth. Um, And a nice thing we do, too, is we provide sort of mentoring opportunities. When we have our wellness cafes at the middle schools, we bring in high school mentors to help facilitate the conversations. And at the high school level, we bring in college-age facilitators because we found that the peer mentoring piece of of this work is so empowering. If a teen can hear, a young middle schooler can hear that a high schooler went what they went through but survived it and give them tips and just listen and validate them, it's so powerful. We also train all our teen council members and other peer counselors in the community in youth mental health first aid so they know when to respond if there is a friend or a peer going through a crisis they know how to step in and help so if a teen wants to get involved what's the best way for them to do the best way would be to follow us on instagram um and to, and twitter and facebook but most teens aren't on facebook our instagram handle is at teens connect napa 
And we are just this week launching our committee structure where we have the care for self, care for others, and care for community opportunities that are going to start happening. Any teen can be involved. They just need to email us um, or on our, on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page. We'll have links where they can go to a Google form and fill out what they're in, how they're how they'd like to be involved, and we'll contact them and, and send them more information. And do you know your email address off the top yes, of your head? Yes, it's Jenny, J-E-N-I, at teensconnectnapa.org. Well, I figured you knew your own <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> email. It's I a long maybe, one, though. I thought there might have been a generic email. There's a hello at teensconnectnapa.org as well. Dot org as well. Uh, okay. Are you also looking for volunteers for the organization? We, we are always... Um, talking to people who'd like to volunteer, both adults and teenagers. We, our teen council is almost full. We're still looking for a few um, high schoolers from New Tech. Um, we've got high schoolers from you know all the other high schools locally and St. Helena. Um, adult volunteers, as I said, we're just starting to do this sort of committee work in the community, and I'm always open to hearing from adults who'd like to be involved and have something to offer. Um, you know, whether it's in the care for self um, option, you know, like I said, we we'd like to offer more art workshops and yoga workshops. Um, care for others. Anyone that has that has opportunities for teens to connect to volunteer opportunities, um, we welcome that as well. Um, and really around civic engagement, anyone who's civically engaged and wants teens to kind of be part of what they're doing or wants to step in and help mentor our teens, you know, yeah, then they can email me as well or okay. reach out to us on Facebook or through our website. Roughly how many teens do you think you're helping currently? Oh my goodness, it's really hard to guess because our teen council right now has 17 on it. Um, we are running, um, our wellness cafes. We'll probably see 400 teens this semester through our wellness cafes where a lot of them are introduced to teens connect in our work. My program director, Jessica Zapata, um, this, this semester just started, um, offering a curriculum at our middle schools called resilience for youth. And she will have taught that to 500 seventh graders by December. And then we'll see hopefully another three to 500 uh, next semester. Um, and then really through outreach and connecting teens to volunteer opportunities, it's hard to say how many we reach. Um, so it's, it's really difficult to give a, a, a number, but over the past two and a half years, we've, we've served thousands of teens through our work. Do you have plans to roll this out? in other counties? I would love to, but I need to figure out how to clone myself first. Um, <laughs> something I've been doing more of is I, I've been speaking in other communities. I, sp I spoke at a conference, a wellness conference in Sacramento last year. Actually, it was earlier this year. Next, um, in November, I'll be speaking in Berkeley at a wellness conference, and I'm working on an application to speak at a conference in Anaheim um, in early 2020. So every time I do that, I have people that are really interested in emulating um, what mm -hmm. we're doing or want more information. I'd love eventually to have sort of a blueprint I can share with other communities so so they can, you know, start similar programs because I'm willing to share everything I've done. It's it's work that needs to happen all over the country and there's a lot of other efforts going on around the country as well. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing sure. that information. I mean, what you're doing is amazing and making an impact on the area. So Thank you. It's it's wonderful that you've taken this on. Thank you. Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. On a lighter note, let's talk about your personal life. Okay. You're a California girl. Yes. Who took a side trip to Idaho. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, when you moved to the Napa Valley, mm -hmm. how did you choose to move to Napa? The Valley has so many fabulous little towns, right. um, but I'm, I'm just curious. How did you pick It's a really Napa? funny story, a really oh. random story. So 
Uh, my husband it was from Idaho. He was raised in Idaho. We met when I was in Idaho. Oh, he wow. moved to Pasadena <laughs> with me to go to school. He had proposed to me at the time, and we got married in between third and fourth semester. Um, the last year, as I was getting closer to graduation, we w- were talking about where we wanted to move, and he was wanting to go back to Idaho or Montana or Wyoming, and I'm like, heck no. I want to <laughs> stay near a city because I really need to work in the design field. Um, and so we decided that Northern California would give the be- us the best of both. Um, I got a job. I took a job in Berkeley knowing that we would live on the outskirts and we lived with my mom for the first month and a half. And every weekend we would just drive around the Bay area and look at different towns. We drove into Napa one day and my husband Martin said, Oh, there's cows here. Cause the Belties were on the Hill. Right. We can live here because of the cows. Cause he was <laughs> raised in Idaho. Right. So we stopped at the time. There was that little bagel shop downtown. Right. We had a bagel. Everybody was so nice. We walked around a little bit and we just thought, okay, let's move here. It was just random. <laughs> It was the cows. It was the cows. It was the cows. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness, because we have, we love living in Napa. We love it. And what do you enjoy most? I just love the small town feel of Napa, but without, um, at the risk of sounding rude, I, at, without sort of the, a lot of rural areas have sort of a feeling of, not, there's not a lot of culture or there's not a lot of diversity. And, you know, I like that Napa has culture. I like because of the wine industry, there's culture here. There's great food. There's um, things to do. We're close to the city, close to San Francisco. We're close to the ocean. We're super close, you know, to the mountains, which I'm a mountain girl. I love heading up to the mountains any chance I can. Um, there's hiking trails here. You know, it's a great place to raise, raise kids. I just love um, the rural feel of Napa, but with the cultural side. If we take a step in your home, what would we see? Oh, goodness. Um, We would see we've got a pretty um, open space when you first walk into our home, our kitchen, our dining room, our our family room that looks out on um, our backyard, which looks over a creek. Um, So you see oak trees and squirrels and birds and um, deer. I see deer almost every day um, when I'm in my neighborhood. Your husband must be so happy. He is. (laughs) (laughs) There's no cows, but in our backyard, but there's deer. There's animals. There's animals. (laughs) Um, we have two cats. So you see the cats lounging around our house, orange cats. Um, it's very comfortable. Our home is very comfortable, very casual. Um, I love colors. It's very earthy. You know, our couches are dark Brown. Um, we've got a lot of orange. My husband's favorite color is orange. Mine is blue. So, you know, there's a lot of colors. Um, yeah, it's just very warm and inviting. Okay. Lived in. Decorating (laughs) style pictures. I have most of my pictures are, um, art from my friends. I have my, um, friend Nancy Willis is a local artist. And so I have four or five of her paintings hanging in our house. And my friend Brianna Forgy is a photographer and I have a few of her photos hanging in my house. And then I have a few of my own artwork, um, pieces that when I was in junior college, I created. And my husband also, um, did some photography and we have some of his pieces framed. And then I also have a few pieces that my kids have done. Um, two pieces from when they were preschool, I have framed and hung. And then a few, um, things that they've done, you know, later on, my son took a printmaking class, um, and I framed that. And so it's all pictures. It's nothing, you know, from world market. It's all original pieces of art that have been created by my family or my friends. I love it. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Hobbies. Hiking is my number one favorite thing to do. Okay. Where's some of your favorite <laughs> spots to hike around here? Well, around here, my go-to a couple times a week is Westwood Hills because it's right down the street from my house. So that's my little quick, you know, hike up a hill, clear my head. Um, I love Bothay Park. I love Table Rock up in Calistoga. I love Skyline. Um, I love, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Bothay, Bothay um, and 
um, Table Rock and Oat Hill Mine up Valley. I try to get to as often as possible this weekend. I'm going to Marin for a hike. I love heading over to Mount Tam or Point Reyes. Yeah, I just, and Tahoe, of course. I love backpacking. So I love just being in the mountains and being on trails. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you live in the perfect spot to do that, right? Yep. (laughs) Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Oh, goodness. A hidden talent. (laughs) Do you collect something odd? Oh, interesting. What do I collect that's odd? I mean, I collect heart rocks. I collect um, shells and sticks and (laughs) random pieces. You collect heart rocks? Yes. Only heart rocks? Yes. Because I I collect a few shells that are hearts. My mom, when my mom passed away, she passed away 20 years ago. Um, She had a a really gorgeous heart rock and Mm -hmm. I'd always admired it and I inherited that. And then that started my collection. And so it's cool because whenever I'm hiking, I collect them, but also people give them to me, which is really special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to collect hearts, just oh. any kind of heart. If I saw some a pretty heart, yeah. but I didn't like, I was never like so specific, right. a rock, a heart rock. That's so. really neat. Hearts are yeah. great. I mean, they yes. are. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's see. What else might we need to know about you? If. You weren't running Teens Connect, Mm -hmm. and you didn't live in the Napa Valley. Where would you be, and what would you be doing? Oh, gosh. I've got quite a few fantasy careers. Um, If I could sing, I'd want to be a rock star, but I can't sing. (laughs) I have a really (laughs) awful voice, but it doesn't stop me from singing. Who told you that? Oh, everybody who hears me. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. (laughs) When my kids were little, I'd start singing. They'd say, Mom, stop. <laughs> it's really Shame bad. On I know, I know, and I love singing. Um, I also love wildlife. I would love to be a wildlife photographer, specifically large cats in Africa. That's one of my fantasy careers. Locally, when I re- when when and if I ever retire, I want to. I would love to work with the Napa Wildlife Rescue and um, rehabilitate baby squirrels. My good friend Sarah has a, a baby squirrel she rescued, and she, I, I'm Why obsessed baby with squirrels? it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I relate to squirrels because they're so crazy and active and. I don't know. I feel like they're my spirit animal. Uh, okay. Rec- it's really weird. I know. I recently looked that, that up. Spirit animal squirrel. Or what does is, what is the squirrel symbolism mean? And it said it means you have to slow down. I was like, oh, darn. That's not what I wanted to hear. Right. But I, there's a lesson in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would I like to be doing? I would love to be a, um, like you know, a backpacking guide. Right. Um, my that friends, seems appropriate. Right? My friends joke that I someday I'm going to be a ranger. I'm going to be you know, living out in the wilderness and be right. a park ranger. Um, maybe it's cause I have a, a park ranger outfit pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or a whitewater raft guide, anything right. just in nature outdoors. outdoors I, I could do. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I do that. I mean, I would love to add the wilderness component to my teen programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, seems like a natural right? for you. Yeah. And it's yeah. so healing to be out in nature. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bucket list item. Bucket One or two to go to Africa. Yeah, That's my number one that, bucket list. Right. And I've done a lot of service work around the world, um, mostly though in South America and um, Central America and so- a little bit in South America. But I'd love to go to Africa and spend Do you time. Do want to go on a safari? I would like or? to go on a service trip and with the safari component because I'd love to see the animals. I'd love to see the animals. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny, let's wrap things up. Okay. With five quick questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. A little scared. Now, the idea is to be quick about it. Okay. Don't give it a lot of thought. (laughs) Okay. What kind of car do you drive? A Jeep. Okay. Rubicon. Uh, What's the last piece of candy you ate? Piece of chocolate. I love chocolate. 
Any particular brand? Oh, gosh. Um, any kind of dark chocolate. I love La Ferrette, which is a local chocolate shop in Brown Valley. Okay. Who's your favorite designer? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a hard one. What kind of designer? Um, clothing designer. Clothing designer? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge How about fan. dream designer? Kate Spade, maybe? Okay. I like her stuff, a few of her pieces, but I'm not okay. a big clothing person. I'm, okay. REI is my favorite place to shop for clothes. Okay. <laughs> it's really random. <laughs> <laughs> Who is one of your favorite actor or actresses? I, let's see, I love Cameron Diaz because she's so goofy. You know and what? I could see you. You can see. You two would pal yeah, around great right? together. Oh, Absolutely. I, people say I look like her too. I think my smile and my eyes, my blue eyes. Yes, I just I, love her style. I love her style and her goofiness. I think we need to get her here in okay, the Napa Valley. Okay, let's do it. Let's we should it. work on that. Okay. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> um, last question. Um, I feel like there's going to be a theme here when I ask this. Um, what's one of your favorite movies? Um, you know what my favorite movie is? It's And I haven't watched it in a really long time. It's Life is Beautiful. It's about a, um, a father and a son when they were in Holocaust camp. Um, during the Holocaust, they were in a camp. Okay, that's so deep. It's After so we deep. just talked about Cameron I know. Diaz. <laughs> I know, right? It's a, And it's subtitled. Um, I think it uh, was a t- an Italian movie, but it's one of my favorite all-time movies. Wow. I need to okay. watch it again because I haven't watched it in a while. It's got a great meaning. Okay. Yeah. So on a somber note, yes. <laughs> I know, Jenny, really lovely to spend time with you. Thank you. You're welcome. For joining Thanks us for today. having me, interviewing me. Absolutely. Great. So Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.